This episode is what you were listening for in the first one. This is Prime Law Podcast, your source for good counsel. I'm your host, Andrew Martzenich, licensed attorney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second of a two-part episode on business entities. I have to admit, I didn't actually intend on getting two episodes out of this script, but there's just so much to cover with business entities, and I didn't realize that 20 minutes wasn't as long as I thought it was. So last episode, we covered a tremendous amount of information with the intent of guiding you through the process of choosing a business entity if you wanted to start a business. However, we didn't actually get to discuss the business entities themselves. So that's what this episode is all about. So without further ado, let's talk about the four broad categories of business entities, namely the limited liability company, the corporation, the partnership, and the sole proprietorship. We're going to start today with the most basic and least complicated business entity, that is, the sole proprietorship. As the name implies, a sole proprietorship is a one-person business entity. How do you start one? Well, basically, you hang out a shingle and say, this is my business, come give me money. Sole proprietorships are not incorporated. And this means that they do not enjoy any of the liability protection to the owner. In other words, if you start a sole proprietorship and someone has a claim against you or the company, the assets of the owner, you, are fully exposed. For example, if a sole proprietor opens a restaurant and gets sued for an accident at the shop, the designation as a sole proprietor means that the owner's house, car, bank accounts, and other assets are available to collect from in order to satisfy the claim. In the same avenue as sole proprietorships is the realm of partnerships. Now, partnerships are also informal business entities, which means like a sole proprietorship, there's no filing requirements and few, if any, maintenance requirements. Partnerships are not generally recognized as legal entities for tax purposes, which means profits and losses are allocated to the partners individually as a pass-through. We discussed this in the last episode. Now, there are a number of risks to a partnership that warrant careful consideration. The most important to understand is that any partner in the partnership can bind all the other partners so that each partner is individually liable for each obligation of the entire partnership. There are certainly ways around this problem, and a number of statutory alternatives have emerged, but generally founders should be thoughtful about partnership formations, because it can expose you to the liabilities of another person, even if you did not have anything to do with the creation of that liability. How these liabilities are treated, though, depends on the type of partnership that you have, and there are several types of partnership that have become recognized by law. Now, many states have statutory schemes, such as a variation of the Uniform Partnership Act or the Uniform Limited Partnership Act. But at this point, all this has done is help make the waters a little less muddy, but it's still rather confusing. Let's talk about four kinds of partnerships briefly. We have general partnership, limited partnership, limited liability partnership, and limited liability limited partnerships. 
which are available in most states. So we've been talking a little bit about the concept of partnerships, and we've been under the category of a general partnership. A general partnership is, of course, disregarded for tax purposes, as we talked about, and that means that the entity itself does not pay taxes on its revenues and profits. The owners, rather, are directly liable. In addition, the partners are strictly liable for the debts of the partnership. Debts can include financial indebtedness for any source, such as contractual or credit obligations. And another thing to know is a general partnership must have at least two general partners. You cannot have a partnership with yourself, and the term, quote, general, means that each partner has both liability and decision-making authority. You cannot have one individual liable and the other not. That would be a limited partnership which we talk about next. So in order to form a limited partnership, you need to have, of course, a general partner, someone who can make decisions and bind the partnership, and at least one limited partner. Now, a limited partner has no management authority and cannot generally bind the partnership. The general partner, however, retains all of the management authority, whereas Limited partners are usually financial backers who participate in the proceeds. The general partner has liability to conduct the business of the partnership, but each limited partner's liability is capped at the investment of the partnership, meaning they only have a monetary stake rather than having their assets exposed to potential liability. Limited partnerships are popular for project-based businesses, such as real estate development and investing. And the general partner is typically a corporation which seeks out limited partners to raise financing for projects. Let's talk now about a limited liability partnership. So you're noticing there's a lot of terms that overlap. We have the general partnership, a limited partnership, and now we have the limited liability partnership. So unlike limited partnerships, limited liability partnerships do not have a separate general partner. Each partner has limited liability protection, and there is no general partner with unlimited liability. The scope of the limited liability varies widely from state to state, but in this way, the limited liability partnership resembles a limited liability company, which we'll talk about in a moment, because the partners, all of them, have limited liability and benefit from the pass-through tax treatment, again, something we've talked about. Limited liability partnerships, or LLPs, are often used in professional industries where malpractice by one partner might affect the entire partnership. Think lawyers and doctors. Now, kind of a subcategory of limited partnership is the limited liability limited partnership. Lots of L's. Now, full disclosure, the LLLP what we just discussed, is not widely used. It's the new kid on the block. It really hasn't picked up yet. But LLLPs are also not available in every state, but it is a very sophisticated business entity designed primarily for investment purposes. It shares many of the characteristics of limited partnerships, except that the general partner gets additional limited liability protections, and you can kind of think of it as the general partner is a limited partner, but with management rights. It's kind of interesting. If you are thinking about this business entity, 
feel free to give us a call and we'll walk you through the benefits and the costs. That takes us through the non-incorporated or non-registered business entities. And now we move into the entities where you must file paperwork and meet certain requirements in order to incorporate. First on the list of my personal favorite entities is the Limited Liability Company. So the Limited Liability Company, I had said that the LLLP was the new guy on the block. Well, when it comes to the corporate side, something that is corporated and registered, the LLC, the Limited Liability Company, is the new kid on the block. LLC owners are called members rather than shareholders. The people who run an LLC are called managers rather than officers or directors. However, the organizational documents that you file can also change this terminology because there are generally no restrictions on what you can call people. These are just the legal terms. There's also generally no restriction on the number or type of owners that can own an LLC. So LLCs have grown in popularity for new privately held business. Uh, it used to be the S Corp, uh, the small corporation, was the preferred business entity for startups and small businesses, and that's based on historic U.S. tax data. That does not mean that an LLC is the right choice for every startup by any means, but there are two main reasons people choose an LLC versus the other forms of business. First, they are flexible in their management structure. There is a lot of formality in a traditional corporation with the filings and the way you have to vote, whereas an LLC is very, very loose when it comes to it. You don't have to follow all of the corporate formalities in order to maintain liability protection. And it's easy to create LLCs which have the formality of a corporation with officers and directors, or you can have informal management like a partnership. Second, limited liability companies typically provide pass-through tax treatment. Not always, and in states like Illinois, you can choose which one you want to have. But this does deserve reiteration. Pass-through tax status, such as in partnerships, means that the business does not pay income tax on its own income and profits. Instead, that income or loss is allocated to the members, who then pay taxes on their share from a personal income tax standpoint. Now, diving headfirst into limited liability companies, there are three different types. There are more, but these are the three main ones. You have a member-managed LLC, a manager-managed LLC, and a professional LLC. As I've often said, not all jurisdictions have these types. The state of Illinois, where attorneys for Prime Law Group LLC are licensed, does have these. And the bundle of rights and obligations might also differ across jurisdictions. However, let's go over these common types. So a member-managed LLC resembles a traditional general partnership. Each member, owner, can enter into contracts for the entire LLC, binding the entity. Member-managed LLCs are common because they are simple, and the founding members are the same people operating the business. On the mirror is the manager-managed LLC. Manager-managed LLCs separate the ownership and management functions. In a manager-managed LLC, the member chooses a manager or multiple managers 
to run the business. In that case, only the manager can enter legal contracts for the LLC. Manager-managed LLCs more closely resemble corporations in this way. In fact, manager-managed LLCs often adopt the terminology of corporations in the bylaws and operating agreements, referring to the board of directors and corporate officers like a president and CEO. The final category is the professional limited liability company. Now, states regulate the types of legal entities that licensed professionals can use to form a business. Traditionally, lawyers could only be a part of limited or limited liability partnerships. They couldn't have corporate identity. Licensed professionals also include accountants, architects, doctors, engineers, and the like. And some states have created a special LLC called the Professional Limited Liability Company, or PLLC. Other states do not authorize PLLCs, but do have alternatives like a registered limited liability partnership or a professional corporation. It is especially important to make sure which type of professional entities are available in your particular state, which professions may use the entity, and what the rights and obligations are, because if you get it wrong, you do not get the liability protections. So that concludes LLCs. Let's talk about corporations. Now, corporations are one of the oldest forms of business entity that requires registration and gives liability protection. Corporations are the preferred legal entity for businesses that are, or plan to be, publicly traded. Accessing public markets for investment capital is not the only reason to choose a corporation, though. And there are primarily three different types of corporations that businesses form based on sections of the Internal Revenue Code. These different types of corporations fall under subchapter C, subchapter S, or nonprofit or non-for-profit corporations. So let's talk about a C corporation. Now a C corporation, that's subchapter C of the Internal Revenue Code, is the most common business entity for large companies and those which are publicly traded. While there are many reasons businesses choose the C corporation form of legal entity, the primary driver is corporate finance law. As a general rule, corporations must pay entity-level taxes. This general rule, however, is heavily modified by the subchapter of the tax code that applies. For instance, S-corporations may provide pass-through tax benefits. With the entity-level taxes, though, corporations are subject to double taxation. Double taxation is the idea that the entity itself pays taxes on its income, and then the owners pay income taxes on the dividends which they receive from the corporation. The law about raising capital and managing for-profit companies is well-established and generally reliable. But subchapter C does impose double taxation, but the ownership and management flexibility more than compensates for the tax burden. New businesses and startups may choose to create a C corporation when they know they are on a path to multiple rounds of fundraising, which will culminate in the sale of the entire business or taking the business public. Corporations subject to subchapter S, though, are, roughly speaking, an earlier form of the limited liability corporation, 
in that they combine the tax benefits of the partnership, that's the pass-through income, with the liability protections of a corporation. However, there are ownership restrictions for S-Corps that do not apply to LLCs. Talk to your tax accountant for more information. The final type of corporation we come to is the non-profit or not-for-profit corporations. Now, these corporations are not set up with the intent to make a profit, which is generally, in a capitalist society, what businesses are meant to do. Rather, these are corporations set up for the purpose of defining and targeting a task. The most prominent is the 501c3 public charity. Now, all corporations that are subject to either 501c3 status or 501c4, all of these charitable corporations and nonprofit organizations could be an episode on their own. So I'm not going to dive too deeply into them. But all of them enjoy the same liability protection that a normal corporation does. So, what entity should you choose? Well, the entity you choose depends on the reasons you're going into business and where you want to take your business in the future. If you want liability protection with great flexibility, a limited liability partnership or a limited liability company might be the way to go. If your goals are loftier, such as to take a company public or to seek a specific type of financing, then a corporation or a limited liability limited partnership might be the way to go. It depends on where you are and where you intend to go. And so in closing, choosing a business entity is complex and depends on your ultimate goals. And if you'll forgive some shameless marketing, Prime Law Group would be happy to help. Our attorneys will be happy to take your business to the next level and help you to grow and innovate in today's complex legal environment. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Prime Law Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mertzenich. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a great time, and we'll see you next time. Congratulations, you've reached the disclaimer. This podcast is a production of Prime Law Group, LLC, who are attorneys licensed only in the state of Illinois. The primary purpose of this podcast is educational in nature and does not constitute legal advice of any kind. While we love that you are a devout listener, please note that no attorney-client relationship is created by you listening or acting upon anything you hear in this podcast. References to any specific product or service does not function as an endorsement or recommendation of the same. The views and opinions expressed by guests on the show are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, go to www.primelawgroup.com.